Welcome to the Follow Up Podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I am joined by Michael Solis, our children's pastor, and Ryan Plants, our lead pastor and speaker from Sunday. This this last Sunday and today marks the end of Better Together. We did three weeks talking about how we're better together. Um, That's right. And first week we talked about um, it was a grow together. First week was serve together. Serve together. Second week was grow together. This week was invite together. Invite together. Yep. So um, we had the first week we kind of talked about the elevator pitch of what we were kind of hoping for with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had talked about just church and life and um, really everything is better when we are doing it together in community. Yep. Do, uh, Ryan, do you feel like we have kind of... um, hit that spot with the congregation in the teaching that that point is <laughs> felt to an extent? Um, do you feel like the the practices we put in each week and where we're at um, kind of hit the mark with what we were going for? Yeah, you know, I think our aim in this series was to, uh, like you said, Hayden, get to that point that we are truly better together, uh, that life is better not lived in isolation and doing our own thing, but when we consider others more important than ourselves and we serve together and we uh, make the intentional time to get together with one another and grow together. And um, we want to invite other people uh, to be a part of that process. And when we invite other people, we want to do that together. And so mm-hmm. um, I think uh, I think it definitely accomplished that. I, I just I sensed that each week we had uh, a specific movement that we were yeah. calling um, our, our, our church to, uh, that we were moving toward together. Uh, that first week kind of mm-hmm. stepping out into where, where can I use my gifts? You know, every mm-hmm. single person in this body is necessary and important. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, um, um, that we can't do this together. If Jesus, yeah. you know what Brian said, if, if Jesus needed community, then so do we. And yeah. how we find that here at Arbor, uh, as we gather together on Sundays, mm-hmm. and now as we're launching groups, being able to connect and plug into groups, and really taking that, I think that final last bold step of faith, I think it's it's not easy to step mm-hmm. out and serve. It's not easy to step in with other people and connect and grow, yeah. but it's certainly not easy to kind of put yourself out there in relationship and be like, hey, you know, can I pray for yeah. you? Can I talk to you about my relationship with Jesus? Do you want to come to church with me? I think that's mm-hmm. the hardest one, but mm-hmm. I really sensed that there was some excitement yeah. and um, excitement looking forward to to doing that. And I'm, I'm really yeah. hopeful to see what happens here at Arbor as a result. Yeah. And I think what's, what's so interesting about um, our weekly rhythm here at the church is we sit down on a Monday, we talk about Sunday, and then Tuesday, we uh, develop the sermon that's coming up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, we future plan. And I think that we have all this optimism and like these projected futures that we're going to hit as a church. Yeah. And then we get to come on a Monday and then do a podcast today. And we kind of get to see like, all right, how did it go? You know? Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> did did the, the the points that we thought would get communicated and felt, and, and really I don't think it's even communicated, is did it land the same way that we thought it would land, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we clearly see an importance in what we're talking about mm-hmm. when we're programming. And it reminds me of like a writer's room for like a sketch show of like, sure. are these jokes going to land? Like yep. we think they're funny. But like, is the audience going to laugh? And for us, it's like, okay, we think this is important and should be like urgent, right? Mm -hmm. But is that what was communicated on Sunday? Like, are people like, we need to hand these out? And I think that's kind of the challenge that we sit through of like, okay, did we do a good job everywhere else? Because obviously we can can write these amazing messages or put together these great worship sets. But at the end of the day, when people are leaving, are we like, okay, 
they took their cards and are they going to sit in their cup holder in their car <laughs> till like next week? Or are they going to hand them out Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday? So, mm-hmm. but I, I loved the series and I loved um, that we got to not necessarily relaunch or refresh, but just kind of like a reminder to people of this is fun. There's more people showing up. We've got this energy going. Yeah. But we still got to go back to the fundamentals, right? Mm-hmm. We got to go back to the basics. Um, what was your favorite week of this series? I know it was only three weeks, but if you had to go back and really say this one, I felt like it connected well at the congregation. Does one stand out over the others? Um, I would have to say my favorite moment of the past three weeks um, was the end of our serve together. Yeah. Um, uh, weekend, that very first weekend. That was cool. Uh, I, I really um, appreciated how our team came around and went above and beyond to uh, change the environment and the atmosphere of that room out there to be a place where, um, A, if if people felt called and in a, in a, in a place spiritually to um, give of themselves and connect and serve, that they could have those opportunities. Yeah. And I saw so many people taking advantage of that yeah. and, and stepping up. And I think Michael, you and Arbor Kids got so many more new volunteers. So good. Yeah. yeah. And I think there were so many different areas where we saw that. Uh, but even for those who were like, you know what, like I'm still just kind of new, yeah. to, new to Arbor or I'm not in a place where I really can give that energy um, right now to really just provide that space to yeah. connect. And I just thought that was a really sweet time to have everyone there and everyone hung yeah. out for a long time. You know, it was, I would say that was my, probably my favorite moment to see that, that, that time of connection. And we're, we're, if you're listening to this and you are currently not serving, we still have places to serve. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a great plug, by the way. Thank you. That was, that was good right there. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Hayden. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Anytime Uh, we can get a little, little push in there for, for teams. I love it. Um, Arbitrage.com slash serve. (laughs) 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 I think like. One of the um, one of the cool things about this series is it's kind of encapsulated, um, just just the 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 different vibe, spirit, whatever word you want to throw on it of the church right now. Of mm-hmm. a lot of this feels nostalgic to Arbor pre-COVID, like back when we were you know we were doing two services yep. and we had a lot of people in the room. But what's cool about it is it's um, it feels like the good old times, but different in a good way, right? Good, like yeah. I, it, mm-hmm. it feels more intentional and it feels, I think, especially even your um, your push to say, if you are in a spot where you need to take a breath mm-hmm. and you need to recharge, do not feel pushed into that. And yeah. um, I don't want to compare and contrast too much between what Arbor was and what it is now, Sure, but it's very... Um, it's a weird place of this is nostalgic and it feels like the good old days, but it feels better than the good old days. Right. Yeah. And I think that you've been able to come in Ryan and articulate things that we've felt and we've thought, but whether it's just the exhaustion of the past two years or maybe just being in the monotony for two years, it's like, Oh man, you were saying the words Mm. that we've failed to find over these, these past two years. So it's been really cool to see an energy um, here at Arbor, that we've just kind of been unable to to get going, right? Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I, I, I'm right there with everyone. You know, whether it's Arbor's story or mm. really any church story right now over the last two years, I understand the last two years were really hard, uh, but I also think many of us in our own environments, um, whether we were at Arbor in the last two, three, four, five years, or we were, we were at a different church, I think many of us found ourselves in places where 
we were living a pace of life that was um, uh, essentially like every every day we'd wake up and it was a sprint. Uh, when in reality, I think faithfulness is best achieved when we pace ourselves at a marathon pace. Mm. And that's that's what this is. You know, um, I'm here for the long haul. I, I hope everyone uh, who is plugging into Arbor to the extent that, you know, they're not going to be moving out of town is here for the long haul and that we would serve at a healthy uh, marathon type pace, you know, where this isn't like we need to, you know, build something really big, really fast, but that we would build a healthy God glorifying community where people can use their gifts, where people can come and rest and heal uh, a, a place that really could be for everyone. Yeah, to serve and be served. Yes. Mm -hmm. So cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I found fascinating about these last three weeks is depending where you are at in your in your marathon, your walk, your journey, you could start at almost any one of the three weeks and be in a very different place. You know, for example, if you're someone who's who's new and you've been coming to church, you might be right in the grow together stage. Mm-hmm. You've been around and it's like, oh, you know, I've I've been fed. It's time for me to serve. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're someone who has just been invited right off of that third week we taught here yesterday, yeah, um, you could be coming in and it's like, oh, this is this is great. And I I'm I'm understanding what it even means to grow together. Yeah. And and in that growth process, I should probably serve sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we could we could start with the invite together week and go the other direction. It would still be just as impactful. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. totally. So, well, and I think that um, I think that repetition makes it so impactful. Like I don't think that anyone heard any of these three messages for the first time mm-hmm. when they came here. Like these are these are like your your. It's gonna sound mean, but like these are your basic messages, right? Mm-hmm. Of like this is what it means to be a Christian, to be a church goer. Yeah. Um, but that repetition is so important because we all know this stuff. Like we all know that we should be doing X, Y, and Z, but we find ourselves not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's so cool about doing these messages and and having these intentional times throughout the year to get people involved in groups or serving or um, inviting people to churches. We just need to hear it over and over again. And it's, it's never not going to be true of, okay, you're right. I'm not doing maybe the best job at this, but I'm, I'm doing a good job serving or I'm doing a good job inviting people. But yeah, like I haven't been involved in a group for a year. It's just sometimes we need to hear that. And I think it's cool that it's going to hit fresh for different people in the yeah. congregation. And we obviously saw that over the past three weeks, we've seen people hopping into teams and people mm-hmm. hopping into groups. And um, we were joking in our staff meeting, we took our uh, attendance from yesterday and then I said let's multiply that by three because obviously we're going to have everyone invite three people yep. each and they're all going to come so it's, we're going to have to do four services next Sunday it's going to be it's going to be a packed house for it's sure it's going to yeah. be wild yeah. especially it's, with that 10 a.m. Seahawks game yeah that's true yeah. good point yeah. maybe we should temper our expectations <laughs> exactly yeah um I do want to hop into the message. We've been kind of talking about the whole series sure. overview, but let's uh, talk it, talk about the invitation message. Um, I think for me, when I was when I got your manuscript, I was putting slides together, and then I, I was listening to it. One of the biggest things for me, why I have a hard time inviting people to church, um, is that fear of rejection. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 also, if it's someone that I'm not in a deep relationship with yet, the fear of like oh, I have a bad experience with Christianity. And now that I know that you're all about it, I don't know how close we're ever going to really get as friends. Um, Was that something that you had thought through in putting the message together, that fear of rejection or 
potentially closing a door uh, maybe too early in a in a friendship or relationship. Kind of g- going at those two hangups, you know, I think that that was one I was thinking through was like rejection. Um, but regardless of whether we have all the answers, um, regardless of, oh, you know, we know ourselves too well. It was the idea that like, I'm not good enough. You know, like I know yep. my mistakes. I don't have it all together. Um, uh, but regardless of those, you know, even if, even if we did live really, you know, like these like perfect squeaky clean lives, and mm-hmm. even if um, we did have all the answers and we took, you know, like a bunch of apologetics classes and we yeah. had like this like airtight defense, which, you know, I think oftentimes we'll find nowadays that sort of mentality actually can repel people away yeah. because you're like, oh, you have all the answers. OK, good for you. You know, and then they'll sort <laughs> yeah. of walk away. Um, but I do think that, yeah, the the fear of rejection was another hang up I was I was thinking through. And I think that. um in order to uh, get over that, one has to understand, and this is something that we all wrestle yeah. with, this is something I wrestle with, um, is, is that um, the, the, the thing that I'm, I'm inviting that person to, the thing that I'm offering that person, I genuinely have to believe that that thing is offered in love, right? Yeah. Genuinely more important than... Um, like jeopardizing that relationship. Yeah. And here's what I mean by that. Not that like, not that you disregard that relationship, mm-hmm. but that it's, it's the same. It, it parallels to the idea that like sometimes speaking the hard thing to someone is you're going to, you're going to be fearful of that. Cause you're like, well, what are they going to say? And if I called this out in that yeah. person and again, not that they're the exact same situation, mm-hmm. but I do think that in order for meaningful things to happen in relationship, risks have to be taken. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of those risks. And it's, um, some of us are more risk averse than others. But again, I go back to that idea in order yeah. for meaningful things to happen in a relationship, risks have to be taken. Yeah. And this is just one of those risks, I think, in a relationship. I think God blesses those risks that we yeah. take. I think God's like, you know what, maybe, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be perfect, but here, mm-hmm. this is this is great stuff. Yeah. And when you were just describing that there, my, I had two thoughts. My first thought was, you know, for the people who maybe it seems like they really do have it all together. I can't identify with those per- those people. And I'm <laughs> yeah. sure other people can't either. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not good enough, apparently, to go to that church. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, or if it's just someone who seems to, like, win all the debates, they know it all. It's like, no, yeah. I, I, I really don't. I, 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 that's just going to bring me down all the time because I'm Absolutely. always wrong. Absolutely. So yeah, I think yeah. there is something to being said for not having all the answers. And I loved your point with Philip and Nathaniel as far as, come and see mm-hmm. you know it, it wasn't yeah. a i just won the debate so now you got to come to church with me yeah it's like come yeah. see for yourself mm-hmm. yeah and when, when you when you bring it to that level it's like you know what? i actually don't have all the answers mm-hmm. i'm still figuring it out but i i can i can lead you to where there's hope and to where there's life mm-hmm. and that's jesus and come see for yourself totally mm-hmm. totally and i think going back michael to what you said about um uh having it all together or having all the answers i think the common denominator in a person who's like who admits i don't have it all together and admits like i don't have all the answers is humility yeah, yeah. and i think humility especially in our day and age right now is is tremendously attractive right i mean christ took the most humble posture yeah. um possible and and we are to we are called to model that in our relationships unfortunately with humility comes a lot of uncertainty yeah and this is what we talked about at the very beginning that very first message i taught back in july that like we 
um, we we so dislike uncertainty. Oh, you know, yeah. we want things to go a certain way. But again, I think that that uncertainty drives us to further dependence and humility on Jesus so that in those relationships, we can be transparent about our real lives. We can be honest that we don't have all the answers. And I think that that is um, tremendously attractive in our day and age. Yeah. And when if you step out and you take a risk, as we're mm-hmm. talking about in your relationships, and there's something that happens where it doesn't go the right way yeah. that you were hoping or wanting to. Yeah. I, I would say that's what our community is for as well. Yeah. Like, come share those stories with yeah. us. Yeah. Because we would love to embrace you and say, yeah. we're here to go. Yeah. We're here for you. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hayden's like, what what next? You know, I actually, I'd love to just interject one thing here and and kind of an epiphany from from yesterday for me uh, was this idea that we are Christ followers first, right? Mm -hmm. God, uh, Jesus invites, was so good at inviting. And that Mm -hmm. was the the message for us. But for me, it was the first time I really, I always felt like, you know, some people, as you said in the message, are good at evangelizing and Mm -hmm. that's their thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's part of who we're supposed to be. It's maybe it's not my thing. Maybe it's hospitality or maybe Mm -hmm. it's just whatever. But the second part of that with Jesus is come and follow me and I will make you Mm -hmm. fishers Mm -hmm. of people, Mm -hmm. as we discussed and I, that was the, even though I've read it probably hundreds of times, that's the first time I went, those go together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's not like, and I will kind of make you that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. no, that's what you will become. Yep. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. It's a promise. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, interesting, Ryan, that you went with, uh, the fishing analogy, um, especially since you leaned into the fact that you do not don't like, like fishing. fishing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. you really leaned into your weakness um, uh-huh. or the thing that you don't enjoy to do. Uh-huh. But um, I thought it was that it was really cool to look at it not from. Um, I think sometimes when we bring these examples, we talk about it from like an expert level. Mm-hmm. You know, like you weren't you didn't go into like you know a fisherman always has a well supplied tackle box. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. <laughs> It was you sure know, like you could have gone point. that direction, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, some people are really good at fishing, but anyone can do it, and yeah. that's so true. Like you talked yeah. about going out and buying the cheap, um, easy fishing poles for your kids. Yeah, and I thought what was really cool about it was um, it gets people into that that mind frame of oh, okay, I'm seeing the parallels he's drawing here. Mm-hmm. But again, it wasn't anything new, right? There was no new learning in that of like we're making it real easy for you. Yeah. Anyone can do it, right? Yes. You don't have to be a world-class evangelist, right? Mm-hmm. You can just invite people. And you gave that example in Scripture of just come and see. And I think that um, we kind of saw in that conversation there was a, a, a critic or someone skeptical. And instead of jumping into defense, right, it was, you should just come and see. Clearly there's a value mm-hmm. that I see in my life because of what I'm involved in here. Yep. You should probably just come and see if you like it. What mm-hmm. what's it going to hurt? It's going to take an hour out of your Sunday or whatever, you know, in that yeah. context however exactly. long they were going to be yeah. at that thing. But I think that's what's so big for us to realize and you'd said it in um we're called to be witnesses not attorneys, right? Of mm-hmm. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be so thoroughly versed in apologetics. Sometimes the best thing is to just lead with the value that you've seen in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Of it's kind of unexplainable. Like you should just come see it yourself and, and judge for yourself if it's something you want to be a part of. Um, and I think next week we're going to have a follow-up, uh, sermon, right on what to do after you invite somebody. 
I'm yeah, just yeah, not. it'll be exactly. It'll be like the step by step. Like once you've invited them, yeah. what's what what happens after that? Yeah, exactly. It'll be like yeah. an FAQ part of the sermon where yes. it's like, yeah, this was a weird week. Like, yeah, it's usually better on Sunday. Sorry about that. Like the worship exactly. team, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. they played uh-huh. some deep cuts on on stage. That's usually more CCM. You know, yeah, top it, totally. So funny. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, what, what, yeah. what you're saying. I once heard a great analogy, and that was um, someone said, "Describe the taste of a strawberry." Mm. And you get all these different like analogies. Like yeah. I've even heard someone say like almost has the flavor of a grape or like of a and, and but you can't like yeah. describe it really mm-hmm. when you think about like if you're listening, stop and think, how would I describe eating a strawberry? What would yeah. that taste like? Mm-hmm. But when you actually give someone a strawberry and they bite in, they're like, Wow, that is amazing. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain yeah. what I'm eating yeah. here. Yes, yeah. and it's just like that when it's like coming to church. Like I can tell you all about it, but yeah. you need to ch- check it out for yourself. Yeah, totally. And it, yeah, and it's it's really it, it is a difficult thing to to describe what it's like at church because even someone it's very hard to find someone who doesn't have any church experience at all. Whether it's like they went to a VBS as a kid, or they went to a summer camp, or they their grandparents took them to church, but. It is kind of interesting, and and some of the stuff that you talk through of like, yeah, we sing songs, kind of like karaoke. The words are on the screen, but we're all singing together. (laughs) And then we sit down, and this like this person gets up and and they they read something, and they kind of it's kind of like teaching at school. It it is like a weird thing to describe to someone who doesn't have a church background, but it is it is hard to put into words the value of it. Besides just leading with hey, this is something that I've seen a lot of benefit in my life, mm-hmm. um, being a part of this. So, um, Well, it's so difficult to describe yeah. the experienced presence of God. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I think that's the beautiful thing about um, what we see Philip do in that one example where he's just like, come come and see. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we see that here, that where two or three are gathered together, um, God promises to be there. Uh, he yeah. inhabits the praises of his people. And yeah, we sing songs in a karaoke style way where the yeah. words are up on the screen <laughs> yeah. and someone gets up and talks like yeah. longer than like your, you know, typical television show and yeah. everyone just seems to like pay attention and really yeah. like be blessed by it. Um yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I can't really explain exactly why you'd want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but something something important happens there. Yeah. And and we encounter the presence of God and we are changed. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like this like big like everyone leaves and they're man like they're like the Shekinah yeah. glory shining from their face but it's yeah. that it's that day by day like you know um that long obe- that that obedience what is it what is how does Eugene Peterson phrase it that long oh. obedience in the same direction yeah you know and I, and I just think there's something really beautiful about that yeah. yeah so um as we kind of close the podcast and wrap things up um I just kind of want to to look at the the practical side of things of if I'm someone listening to this podcast on Wednesday morning and I still have three cards in my cup holder, mm-hmm. um, how would I go about, like, let's say... You should feel totally guilty. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, kidding. I, no, no I agree. You really should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, or maybe, I, maybe I put them in my wallet just in case, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to take them out at some point. But what would be maybe some people to look for in my life? Like who are some people that I should be thinking through of like, okay, maybe maybe I'm intentionally invisibly writing someone's name on this because I'm going to hand it to them at some mm-hmm. point. Or should it be just in my pocket at all times and I come across somebody in line at Starbucks or out to eat? What's what's a good way to, to get that ball rolling and handing off those invite cards? Yeah, so here's what I would do. I would say if you're listening to this on a Wednesday morning right now, maybe you're driving in your car, 
and you're heading into work or you're dropping the kids off at school yeah. and you've gotten this far in the podcast already <laughs> and you're looking down and yeah. you see, wow, I've still got those cards. And here's what I would do. I would uh, take five minutes today and I'd grab one of those cards and I would just sit, whether it's in your car or in your office mm-hmm. or at your house, and I'd just take a couple minutes and I'd be like, God, would you lay one person mm-hmm. on my heart right now? Mm-hmm. And just wait. Just wait a little bit. Ask God again, God, would you just lay one person on my heart right now mm-hmm. and allow God to put that one person on your heart. Yeah. And then once you have that person, be resolved in the next 24 hours mm. to go to that person and invite them to church. So cool. And and I don't know, I, I'll ask God to give you the words for that person. Maybe yeah. maybe it's a person in, in your life who you know is going through a really hard time. And you'd be like, hey, you know, Michael, I, I know you're going through a really hard time right now. And I'm not, I'm not sure that this would be something you'd be interested in or not, but I go to this church and the community there is amazing. And I'd love to go there with you. I, I think it could really benefit you. If not, don't worry about it. I'm sorry that this is kind of weird, but I just, you were on my heart and I wanted to share this with you. Mm. Or maybe it's a friend that you've been thinking about for a long time and you're just close mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, like I, this is a really important part of my life and I'd mm. love to share this part of my life with you. Mm. And it, it'd be awesome to go and maybe grab Chipotle afterward or something so like that, cool. you know? And, you know, acknowledge the awkwardness of it too yeah. in that moment. Just be like, hey, you know, I, I, know, it's, I know it's strange. You know, mm. not every day someone comes up to you with a business card to a church saying, hey, you're invited. <laughs> yeah. but, but this is important to me and I love it. And uh, I, I hope, care about you. And I care about you. And yep. uh, if you say no, nothing will change. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, you can totally ignore or disregard this moment. And I think that should count for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday as well, if you're listening. Totally. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're listening, yeah. If, if, you, yeah. if you're catching up on this podcast and yeah. it's, you know, Saturday morning and you're doing chores around the house, yeah. you know, yeah. same thing, you know, just yeah. take a moment and ask for God to lay one person mm-hmm. on your heart. Maybe you got, maybe you grabbed three or four cards, yeah. but just one person. That's yeah. awesome. One person. Awesome. All right. Well, um, Ryan, do you want to uh, inform the listeners and watchers what we got coming up this the next ten weeks? Yeah, yeah, really excited about what um, is uh, what's on the verge for us at Arbor. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love doing is I love doing a deep dive on a book of the Bible. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive on the book of Philippians. And Ooh. Philippians is um, one a very unique letter uh, among all of Paul's letters. Um, it's a letter that um, has no correction or yep. rebuke for the church that he's writing to. He's writing to a church that he loves, a church that has been faithful, a church that's been obedient, but a church that is going through a difficult circumstance mm-hmm. nonetheless. And Paul's encouragement to them is in the midst of the difficulty that you're going through, and that I'm going through. Paul's writing this letter from prison. He's like, in the midst of of the difficulty, Paul not only models unbelievably Mm -hmm. resilient joy in that jail, um, he encourages the Philippians who are reading this letter and going through tough circumstances themselves to to understand what it takes to step into a way of living that produces that kind of resilient joy regardless of circumstances. And so my hope is that in these 10 weeks, and I know it's a long time, uh, but in these 10 weeks that we would really understand and that the Holy Spirit would guide us in, in our understanding of how we as followers of Jesus can have a unique, unusual, resilient joy amidst a world that, again, from the very beginning is, um, you know, full of uncertainty and chaos. And it's like, no, I will experience joy when, 
right? I'll experience joy when I get that promotion, yeah. when I'm financially secure, when um, when that relationship is fixed. Mm-hmm. What, what Philippians is saying is even if you don't get that promotion, even yeah. if your financial situation remains precarious, even if there's still hardship in that relationship, mm-hmm. you can experience a supernatural, resilient joy in yeah. the Lord. And um, man, this is not this is not coming from on like a mountaintop. Like here, here, here are all the secrets, man. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am in that, yeah. I am in that pit. I am in that valley. I am on the journey with the church in this pursuit. I am, I am hoping personally that even in my own study and and as I teach through Philippians, that I will encounter and experience this well because I am hungry for this. Mm. Yeah. You gotta save some for next Sunday, man. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're letting all the good stuff out now. Yeah, so. yeah. And we'll have resilient joy even if the Seahawks go zero and ten over the next ten weeks. Yeah, absolutely. That's yes. you know, and that is that is the main reason why I chose this yes. because in the midst of an increasingly difficult time for Seahawks fans, yes. this letter is for you. Exactly. <laughs> Regardless of how Gino does the next ten weeks. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be good, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't think you're wrong about that. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching the follow-up podcast. And we will see you guys next week. See you guys Sunday. Sunday.